I'm Courtney. And I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that is sometimes about the X Files. Today, Allison, we're talking about Beatles. Beatles. Little little guys. What's your favorite beetle? What's my favorite beetle? Yeah. Oh, the shiny ones? Mmm. I want to eat them. Is that weird? Forbidden forbidden hard candy. <laughs> right? The real shiny scarab beetles? They got like a, yeah. a fruity coating on them. I bet they taste like nerds. I Oh. I just want to like... Put them in a big bowl and put milk over it and crunch it for breakfast cereal. Oh, no, that doesn't sit well with me. <laughs> um, That's my bug confession. I'm sure there's going to be a lot more bug confen- confessions during this episode of The X-Files, which is well, called Brand X. Yeah, but it should be called Brand Bug. <laughs> or maybe Brand bug X. Brand D for brand do do not smoke these cigarettes. <laughs> Oopsie doodle. What is this episode description, Allison? Um. Oh, for season seven, episode eighteen. You ask for the, sure. The description of that episode, titled Brand X, goes a little something like this. Mulder and Skelly smoke out a dangerous conspiracy while investigating the grisly death of a tobacco company executive. Do you see what they did there? I don't like it. (laughs) Uh Uh-huh. Which is funny because I thought this episode was about literally nothing at all. Did it even happen? I'm not sure. (laughs) You thought that this episode, when you predict it, you did say Big Corporation, which was like a half point, I think. Yay. I don't think anyone could have ever predicted what specifically this episode was going to be about bugs eating your face through your lungs. Yeah. You know how they came up with the idea for this episode? How? They watched the 1999 film The Insider and they're like, oh, yeah, let's just do that one. Does that that have bugs in it? (laughs) No. But they had, you know, it was like an actual real film about real humans and um, the tobacco industry. But they thought, well, let's do that. But let's put our own little spooky stink on it. <laughs> let's make it a little spooky. We got to do some body horror and uh, we'll put a little twist on it. I will say um, that we did dodge a major bullet with this episode uh, because the script originally began as uh, one that explored the horrifying aspects of overeating, I quote from the the Wikipedia um, but they decided not to do that because they'd already done it in a previous episode this season. Allison, <laughs> why am I thankful that that didn't happen? Oh, hey, thanks, x for putting this piece of shit on my plate and not, like, another piece of shit. <laughs> Great. Yeah. Oh, so did they just, like, have this idea and they're like, you know what? I did see a movie. It's called Thank You for Smoking. And it was, it opened up my eyes. Uh-huh. Much like the hit song from Ace of Base, The Sign, it did open up their eyes. It's like, do you remember, gosh, do you remember when everyone saw the McDonald's movie? What was that one called? Oh, um, Super Size Me. Yes. Do you remember... That hit us at a a very specific age where we're becoming more aware of the world around us. And and Michael Moore was, like, really, like, making the big movies and stuff. And I remember going to see that with a friend of mine in high school. And it just, like, I felt so, like, worldly and opinionated. And it was buck wild how this superiority complex just flowed through me after watching a movie like that. Yeah, I didn't see that one, which is by Morgan Spurlock, I believe. Yes. Uh, but right. I did see Michael Moore's Bowling for Columbine, which gave yes. me a similar feeling. Right? It hit us yeah. the same kind of way. And I guess now you have the Netflix ones, but there was a period of time in like 2003, 2004, where these movies, like, 
people went to go see them and they they showed a a a side of things that you know aren't taught to us by education or maybe our parents but then it like you had a bunch of very like usually white affluent superior like kids with a superiority complex and it was awful <laughs> oh yeah but i mean that's like that's always been white affluent kids with a superiority complex that's what uh that's what it's all about for them is like right? hey this thing i didn't know about is happening and i'm mad <laughs> though that's not just like i guess it's not just white kids it's it's all teenagers i think especially in north america um who figure out a thing and like hey this thing is bad. Wait a minute. The world is bad. That's at least that's how it was in the, the late 90s, early 2000s. I'd say things are a little different now. Uh, in my grade 12 class, some of the things that my kids don't know and I had to introduce them to was absolutely buckwild. But that's the Canadian education system for you as well. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, like, water usage and uh, bees dying and that sort of thing and residential schools and how Canada's not as nice as everyone thinks it is and destroying kids' sensibilities and um, optimism is something that I do do. Me and Michael Moore, I think, and Morgan Spurlock. Yeah, all three of you in a, in a, in a bathtub. Like the baker and the butcher and the candlestick maker—is that where they were? They were up to that sort of yeah. thing. They were into that. Okay, making they a, were nasty. Making a big old boy stew. <laughs> I hate it. Let's talk about bugs. Okay, what about them? Um, did we? Oh, did we do the description in this one? Yeah, I told okay. you that what they went up in smoke or some bullshit. Oh, yeah, they went out of scope. That's so stupid. Okay. The only thing I liked about this episode is the kind of choose-your-own-adventure in which this opens on kind of a witness protection program headed by Skinner. And I feel mm. like if it, it just opened up on Skinner with no Mulder and Scully, um, and I'm like, could you imagine? Could you imagine if you were a key witness in a huge corporate scandal and... Skinner knocked on your door and it was like, I'm here to protect you. That porn writes itself. Yeah, it's like, oh, protect? How about serve? Come on. <laughs> on your knees. <laughs> well, he was very bossy. There were shades of uh, shades of Dom Skinner in this scene for sure. Also, pretty much exclusively low angles. Okay, I wrote that. The world's smallest camera operator must... You know those bugs? <laughs> yeah. They had to earn their keep. They also were all the camera operators because there were so many low angles. Everything was such a severe upshot. I don't understand it. Maybe to make Skinner look more triangular. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't Maybe. know. The, uh, I do have a background boy. So you have a doctor, Dr. Scobie. Wait, isn't that like what you use to make kombucha? A yeah, it's a kombucha mommy. <laughs> okay. Dr. Kombucha, he worked for a tobacco company and he has a secret and it's going to bring down the corporation. But the corporation don't like that. Uh-uh. So he's going to testify, but he got to be safe because maybe they're going to kill him. So Skinner is called and the Dr. Scobie has the coughs, correct? Yeah. Now... This is a weird thing that happens. Dr. Scobie is coughing and he doesn't ask for a cup of water. It's just a beautiful FBI out of focus boy comes, serves him some water, and then leaves. That's it. Yeah. He's the water boy. He is the water. He's the FBI water boy. <laughs> and there's also a little bug in the water. Yeah, just a little guy. He's just, he's sitting on top of the ice. He's getting all freezy. And then what ends up happening is later that night, uh-oh, the doctor, he dead, his teeth's just straight out. Yep. It's, it's something ate his whole face off. Oh, boy. Yeah. We gotta get some good body horror into it anyway. 
you gotta. And then when Mulder and Skelly show up, Mulder says, he looks at the body and he says, can't blow the whistle with a mouth like that. A man is dead, (laughs) Mulder. Mulder. It's actually quite a big deal. Like literally throughout this whole episode, there is not a single time that Mulder sees a body that he doesn't make a stupid quip. (laughs) Now, I did read, so this episode is sandwiched in between Gillian Anderson's directorial debut and another episode that's written by David Duchovny, which is the next episode, correct? Oh, save me. And so this episode was specifically written so that Mulder or David Duchovny would have less time off or on camera and more time developing his own episode. (laughs) So they just literally... Get him some quips, make some fun of some dead bodies, and a man has died, and it's um, wacky, and then he ends up in a hospitable bed. Yeah. Eh. You know, yeah, that's how you write an episode. Huh? <laughs> I said it's a great place for him. Right? <laughs> so, Scully says, this man's airway was reamed up. <laughs> yeah, she sure does. <laughs> Is that do we do we use that term anymore? Someone fucking reamed his airway. <laughs> Look, honestly, been there. Man, I got a hot dog stuck in my throat, and it real it just reamed my throat. It just really reamed me, and it was like, okay, you can go a little easy there. I don't know if anyone ever used the word reamed and not used the word ass in the same sentence ever. I don't know if anyone's ever used the word reamed in a non-sexual context. Right? <laughs> or maybe it was. <laughs> um, I got really distracted in this, this scene where they're investigating uh dr kombucha's house yeah because on his one of his side tables there are just three very large wooden pencils like giant like decoratively large he's a doctor he must have lots of pencils to write down his doctor things yeah so that was just about all i saw Aww, you know other than the background water boy i just i I think the X-Files have has lost its spark, Allison. Oh, really? You think? Yeah, cuz sometimes, well, okay. This this season has been hard because A, we've had some really shitty episodes. B, we've recorded separately for a lot of it, so I can't enjoy watch well, I mean, I say use the word enjoy very loosely. Uh watching it with you and experiencing it with you. And then I don't think the background boy situation and the set design situation has benefited us at all because th- th- we're missing some like key magic to our episodes where we point out something stupid and a name that's in the background of each episode and it doesn't exist anymore. Yeah, there's a there's a big gap between wreaths uh, and that little jockey boy, right? Where it just it was like a wasteland of things to get excited about that weren't the episode. <laughs> so like, I I love your heart with talking about these big pencils, but I mean nothing's gonna nothing's gonna replace big wreaths for me, really. No, it's so true. the 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 big wreath game is just irreplaceable. Hey. Hey, I have a question just based on the reason. Did, did Diana die? <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember either. Did that, Diane die? Is that a bad thing for a series to have happen where people who have watched all the episodes don't remember what happened to their insular characters? She was with, she was going to go up in the spaceship. Is that uh-huh. right? No, I don't think. Uh, Mar- <laughs> Mar- Marvacola Vesuvius was going up in the spaceship. What's her oh, name? Oh, Marlacola Vesuvius. No, what's her name? Cor- Cor- Cornucopia. <laughs> what's her name? Um, oh, I usually know it and I yeah. don't know it. It's been a minute though. Mar- Marlita Cornucopia. <laughs> Good enough. 
um, so yeah, Marina Copernicus, I guess, <laughs> went up in the spaceship, but I don't remember what happened to Diane at all. No, I she think she died. Dead. I don't know. Ah, <laughs> uh, rip. I mean, she's a woman, so like Probably. chances are she Probably. died, but. Um, uh, okay. <laughs> Sorry. I just, sometimes I think back to what X-Files we've watched and haven't watched, and sometimes I just don't remember anything at all, and that terrifies me, because I think, is this, is this, is this worth anything? <laughs> <laughs> the one thing I can tell you with absolute certainty yeah. is that Gibson Praise is still... In that boiler room, Ah! in that that nuclear reactor, with that alien. He lives there. So, by the way, I just looked up, I googled female characters X-Files, just to make sure. And can you tell me, just a guess, how many, how many characters, female identifying characters, they have listed in the series The X-Files? Five. Uh, six, seven. I will not cut the seventh person because that person doesn't even have a picture. (laughs) Hey, was it Marita Covarubius? Marita Covarubius is correct. (laughs) I didn't even have to look that up. Nice. So, by the way, uh, these are, these are the seven female characters that were are presented in the series TV series The X-Files which went on for 11 seasons. Number 1, Dana Scully. Duh. Number 2, Monica Reyes, who we haven't met yet, correct? Yeah. Just in seasons 10 and 11, right? Yeah. And that's she got nothing. Shot. We don't know anything. She got shot. She went evil. It was bad. People didn't like it. Number 3, Marita Covarrubias. <laughs> no. Number four, Samantha Mulder, of course. We never even see her, except for when she was the girl with the bee farm or that other lady that said she was her or that other lady that said she was her and any of them might have been her and we don't actually know. (laughs) It's great because this picture of on this list is not just a picture of the, it's not a picture of the actress that plays Samantha Mulder. It's a picture of a photograph (laughs) <laughs> Samantha Mulder <laughs> next to Fox Mulder. Great. Um, number number uh, five, Cassandra Spender, of course. Of course. Number six, Margaret Scully, of course. Of course. And Cindy Reardon. I don't know who the fuck that is. I'm sorry, did... Did Mulder's mom not nah. make the cut? No, she's not listed. <laughs> what? Ah! Oh my god. She's not listed. I'm harsh. Sorry. Oh, sorry. Cindy Reardon was uh the daughter of Ellen Reardon and a clone in the Eve series of clones. Oh, you mean from the fifth episode? Yeah. <laughs> Never to appear again? Uh-huh. Well, okay, she's Wikipedia. listed. Look, she's listed, um, <laughs> but she doesn't have a photograph. Yeah, oh apparently God. Fox's mom, uh, as in, as she lived in the series, she also lives on Google because she just doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> Oh, boy. She was used, abused, and thrown away. <laughs> um, okay, so the, I, in the episode, which I don't want to talk about, but I have to talk about it to get to the next thing that I do want to talk about. Okay. Um, they go to the the cigarette company and they so that Mulder and, and uh, Skinner do so that they can talk to this other scientist named Dr. Voss. And everyone's there's real mean to them. And they're like, no, don't. You can't. Ask us questions, and that's confidential. Blah, 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 blah. Look, I was half there. Um, <laughs> but what I did notice was that Mr. Voss, Dr. Voss, looks an awful lot like Mr. Sheffield from The Nanny. And so I would like to ask you five skill testing questions about Mr. Sheffield from The Nanny, if I, I may. <laughs> Hi, welcome to Mr. Sheffield, uh, The Nanny Cast. I'm Courtney. 
Allison. And this is Courtney and Allison. And this is the nanny podcast, fancast. Okay. <laughs> I haven't watched the nanny since it ended. Uh, so right. I'm going to go depth just deep down. Give it to Perfect. me. Um, question the first. Uh, what was Mr. Sheffield's job? He had a job? <laughs> is it is it is it like a, a a multiple choice question? No. Oh shit. Um he He was very rich. Was a investor. <laughs> nope, he was a Broadway producer. Oh, that's right, because she wanted to sing all the time, Mrs. And put me, put me on the theater, put me in the. Okay, yeah, okay, okay, okay. okay. I think you're thinking of I Love Lucy, but that's yeah, I, what? No, I what? <laughs> Ricky, now, okay, I know my I Love Lucy more than any other person. Ricky Ricardo was also owned a nightclub, so fuck you. <laughs> he is um, a self-made okay. man. What? What is the age that Mr. Sheffield is um, roughly during the series? This doesn't have to be an exact number, but... I hate this because it makes me feel old. <laughs> oh, it will. Um, I'm going to say my gut says, like, mid-30s. Um, yeah, well, uh, it, according to the Fanny... <laughs> The nanny tv.fandom.com. I'm sorry, I said the fanny, which is means a vagina in England. Um, Hi, I'm Courtney. That's Allison. Welcome to the fanny, a nanny fancast. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, that's correct. That is what this is called. Um, according to the nanny tv.fandom.com, uh, he was his age ranged from 39 to 45 because he mentioned roughly in the middle of the series that he was 42 years old. Okay. Allison, um, Allison, I found out the other day that Hank Hill, when he started, it was he was 32 years old. Hank I Hill. I can believe that. I can't cuz I'm nearing I'm rounding 32 and I <laughs> I'm not as grounded as, as Mr. Hank Hill. <laughs> Mr. Mr. Hank Hill is of a special breed. <laughs> now I have three more questions for you on the fanny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Courtney, I have to be honest with you. I've been feeling really depressed lately, and yeah. I have to say this is helping. Okay, good. What our fan cast of the nanny? Yeah. Okay, great. Cool. Um, question three. Okay, so what year do you think then? Um, that Mr. Sheffield was born. Oh, well, that's math, my dude. No, just guess. I don't know. The, the, the 60s? Um, he was born in 1957, which brings me to my next question. (laughs) Um, (laughs) did Mr. Sheffield go to Nam? (laughs) No, he has flat feet, my dude. <laughs> I think he also might have just missed the window. Oh, <laughs> faux show. Now, okay, what did you say, 57? Yeah. Uh, no, man, he could, no, he could have totally, because they were still doing conscription in the 70s. Yeah, so, oh, that's true. Yeah. Damn, he definitely went to Nam. Yeah. <laughs> He's seen some shit. Wait, hey, I um, have. Can I have a question for you in oh, the fanny, the nanny fan cast? Um, yeah, the he had three kids, right? There was three. Correct. Of them. Yeah. Um, were they like Huey, Dewey, and Louie, where you're not sure where they came from, or was it explained about the wife probably died and stuff? I think it was probably explained about the wife died and stuff. Okay. Okay. Well, that's less depressing, I guess. Uh, is it? Um, well, sometimes. My- Sometimes you have a kid and then you re- like in Disney there's a there there are children but no one talks about the womb in which they came from and that's kind of depressing. Oh yeah. Well no, I'm just now I'm seeing it on on this website that um his deceased deceased wife was named Sarah. Okay. And she was probably lovely. 
Yes. Yeah. Now, okay. My final fanny question for you about <laughs> the about the fanny. Um, okay. uh, where did Maxwell Sheffield first tell Fran that he loved her? In the kitchen. <laughs> <laughs> With the rope. Yeah. Um. No, it was on a plane when they hit some turbulence. Oh. Oh my God! I vividly remember that. Or maybe right? I did, as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, oh, shit. See, I always mix up those two with Niles and Daphne. Oh, yeah. 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, can we just watch the nanny? <laughs> I would like that. She is my current fashion icon. Yeah, that's so legit. My drag is based on, currently based only in the nanny. <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm glad. Hey, it was a stretch to get to that, but I'm really glad we got there. (laughs) Nice, nice, nice. Me too. (laughs) Because I hate fucking talking about the X-Files. It's very bad. Me too. Oh. And I honestly, I did everything in my power during this episode to not think about the X-Files. For example, in the next scene, Dr. Voss goes home and he, as he pulls into the driveway, I got a look at his license plate. Yes. And it said 8002LTP, but I thought that the 8 was a B. And yeah. for a long time, I was trying to make that work into a license plate, a vanity license plate that said, about to light up. Um, and then I had to rewind and realize that it was an eight, and I was like, I guess it's just a regular license plate. I guess then. it's not. It could have been, though. <laughs> I didn't want to watch this episode. <laughs> I just, I can't, I could, I can't conceive of anyone watching these for fun anymore. It's not. No, I, it's absolute torture. <laughs> I have to put my phone in the other fucking room so I can fucking pay attention because all I want to do is not put my eyeballs on the X-Files. It's awful and everyone on it is bad and the people that made it is bad. Sometimes I, Allison, sometimes I just close my eyes and listen to the episode so one of my (laughs) senses don't have to fucking be berated by the X-Files. Oh my god. We have four episodes left. We have four episodes left. And then two more seasons. Did you ever think about how smelling is how your nose tastes? (laughs) What? Smelling is like when your nose tastes things. And crying is when your eyes sneeze? Pee. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Wait, what? No. Oh my god, Courtney, did you watch the new Are You the One? No, not yet. I just got home from oh, the States. Sorry. I'm so excited for us to talk about it. Can I tell you one thing? Please tell me. You can spoil it. I it, That'll get me even more hyped. Okay, why don't you tell um, the Space Cadets about why we're so excited about Are You the One? Okay, this is the, the fifth landmark season of Are You the One? And on this season, there are young people. There are 16 of them. They are all sexually fluid. <gasps> All, like, all of them? All 16 of them, and anyone could be their match. There is no gender binary on this season. There are just 16 beautiful oh. people. Some are cis, some are not cis. It is wonderful. I would like to tell you about a gentleman named Remy. Tell me about them, please. Remy please. is a Gemini. <gasps> oh, okay. Well, I'm not on board now. Those Geminis, am I right? Remy has extreme messy bitch energy. (laughs) Okay, that I can ride with. (laughs) Remy got up in the house and immediately asked people if they were into water sports. (laughs) (laughs) No, he just just likes jet skiing, my dude. No, he got in there. He's like, hey, you ever have anybody pee on you? And they're like, I have not. And he's like, you're missing out. Hey, guess what? You're not the one, my dude. (laughs) That's a big Gemini energy, though. (laughs) Yeah, it's very good. I fucking love Remy because he knows who he is. 
And he immediately is like, because, you know, in Are You the One, people like start immediately coupling up, right? Yes. Yeah. Because um, the, the point so, of the game is you have to find the correct match that the computer matched you with. Well, not the computer, but a series of uh, s- scientists. Sorry, Dr. Love, right? It was Dr. Love. Actually, no, on this season, it's Dr. Oh, who is it? She's really great. Dr. Fuck. Dr. Fuck. <laughs> um, there is a there is a psychiatrist that they talk to, and she's really awesome. Um, and, uh, okay, but so Remy immediately is like, I don't. I don't care about any of these first day matches. And then immediately like tempts this extremely cute um, non-binary trans mask guy named Kai uh, into the boom, boom room. Like literally an hour after he was in the boom, boom room with someone else. <laughs> living, you know what? Living that real bad, the, just the best life, man. I fucking love Remy. I'm so excited to see who his perfect match is. How many, and how can we watch this season of a show that is way better than The X-Files? Uh, well, usually, uh, I don't know about MTV.com, but they usually put episodes up, uh, later in the week after it airs on MTV.ca. Yes. Is, do you think it's playing on, do you think it's playing on American television? Oh, for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah? It's on MTV. Yeah. yeah. America, they love those messy queers, right? apparently like <laughs> like honestly reality tv is making the greatest strides in representation that i've ever seen like i think the first like good representation of a trans person i saw was on survivor and it's because in reality tv even though it's heavily edited you know to some degree you are still telling seeing people tell their own stories there and there was also a trans person recently on Naked and Unafraid that I watched. Yeah. Oh my god. I have been trying to watch that episode, but every time I legally download it, it's a different episode. <laughs> oh dang. See, you gotta just go to your American parents who watched reality TV twenty four seven. Yeah, but the trans guy that was on Naked and Afraid actually wrote an article about his experiences. Okay. Which is really good. Okay. No, I didn't read that. I just I saw I saw that episode. Oh yeah. dang! And it's like that's that's the stuff that my parents are like. My parents watched Survivor. My parents saw Zeke on there. Right? And were like, oh, a trans person. And it's like, yeah. I was literally at my uh, parents' house this weekend, and all my parent and my my aunt came down, and all my mom and my aunt talks about is like, uh, amazing race, and like it's kind of cool that. You know, they were rooting for the gay couple. And, you know, just little things like that. Normalizing, normalizing people who are not cis and not het. It's really nice. Yeah. And it's great because on, you know, on reality TV, you're getting to know new people every time. And so people get asked what their pronouns are and nobody makes a big deal about it. It's just, it just is something that happens. Like the first time I ever saw someone asked what their pronouns were on TV was on How Far Is Tattoo Far, which is an obscenely trashy show, but it also has one host that's Snooki and one host that's not Sis. Gosh, reality TV will save us all. Yeah. The other host's name is Nico, and they're very cool. Uh, uh, Allison. Okay, how about this? Let's just finish this episode of The X-Files, and then okay. I'm going to go watch way better TV. Okay. Let's blast through. Let's blast Let's blast it. Mm. Okay, so there's this guy, and he says toodles a lot, and also America, man. Um, oh, and God. he's one of one of four participants in a study that does not seem very well constructed um, <laughs> by the smoking company. <laughs> And, um, <laughs> I guess it wasn't like a blind, double blind, or it wasn't no. anything. It was just four of the. Wait, wait, wait. That's Buck Wild. You can't have four people. Just four. You can't. <laughs> That's illegal. You can't do that. That's bad science. I know. What? <laughs> and three of them died from chest bursting bugs and you had bursting bugs and there's no there was no placebo either yeah this and is then there's bad one, science there's this one guy and he has what i like to call big nom energy oh um, yeah yeah and like and hey he, hey 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 like mr sheffield <laughs> yeah like mr sheffield has <laughs> Bring Mr. Sheffield spent the whole time in a, in a hotel in Saigon, and you can't convince Dang. me otherwise. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh man. Okay, so this guy, he uh he blows smoke in Mulder's face and Mulder gets the lung bugs. Yeah. Cause, Cause basically cause, this this yeah. this tobacco company is trying to make a new kind of uh cigarette that's not as bad for you. I don't this whole it was really it didn't make sense. They because they Oh <sighs> yeah. They wanted to make super tobacco or as the Simpsons call it, tobacco. And <laughs> and basically Oh god, the 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 main the Mr. Sheffield looking dude. He's like, "Oh, you know, we know it's bad. So we're just we're a good company. We're going to make it better for people, but we messed up cuz we only tested it on four people. It was not a double blind study. There was no placebo and three people fucking died." I like he says he says we knew people were never going to stop smoking. So we tried to make cigarettes less dangerous for them. Like, okay, dude, that's not what responsibility is. God. That is everything that's wrong with capitalism right now. And it always has been wrong with it. Socialism forever. Thank you. Goodbye. Look, we didn't hide the fact that this was an addictive substance or will eventually kill you. Uh, But (laughs) it might have been our fault. I don't know. Uh, Time will tell. <laughs> you know, we're playing the long game with this one. D- you know what? Don't yeah. worry. Hey, what? Hey, what? <laughs> hey, if this episode was written by in 20 2019, would it be about vaping? I I literally the second <laughs> last note I have on my fucking piece of paper corny says, "What if this episode had been about weed?" <gasps> Oh, the weed beetle. It just the weedle. <laughs> That's my dude. It's a Pokemon. Oh my god. Okay, now let's. <laughs> I. Okay, so the the weed is just too. It's too good. So the weed company's big big marijuana. Is gonna make it what like less cool? I don't know. How do you make weed less cool? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it makes you too anxious. Oh, ma- okay. Yeah, they're like, okay. <laughs> Here's my pitch for season twelve of the X Files. This episode's <laughs> called Brand Four Twenty because it's about weed. <laughs> and- <laughs> And the executives, they're like, oh, no, everyone loves our dank nugs, and so we gotta make it less dank. The cotton is getting out of control, Allison. (laughs) So, so what they gotta do is make weed less desirable, less addictive, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't... I'm I'm still not able to wrap my no, head around yeah, that they, one. No, yeah, they they need to make it less addictive. So what they do is they make a new strain of weed, and it's full of weedles, the Pokemon. <laughs> and they do a study with four people, and three of the people die, but the first person doesn't die because he's already smoked so much fucking weed in his life <laughs> that and it the- doesn't affect him somehow. And then the other three people, they're like, "Oh, my insides are hardening. It's because there's a Metapod in there. Oh no." <laughs> Courtney, are you fucking serious with me right now? Do you think Weedle evolves into Metapod? Oh no, that's Canopy, my dude. <laughs> yeah, it's a fucking cocoon. Are you kidding me? <laughs> okay, same joke. Okay. Oh no, oh no, oh no, oh no. <laughs> Wait, Kakuna uses Harden as well, right? Yeah, they all use okay. Harden. Okay, then my joke still just, hey, can you just edit that for me? Can you? I will not on principle. <laughs> okay, and then they barf up little caterpies. No, they be the um, <laughs> they barf up a beedrill, and beedrill is fucking giant. It's like six foot, so it just bursts <laughs> out of them. <laughs> oh my god! Done, <laughs> done. That's an episode. So anyways, Mulder doesn't die, but he seems like he's going to die, but he doesn't die. And his doctor looks like Rick Mercer's ginger twin with a weak jaw. Oh, my God. (laughs) Save us, Rick Mercer, please. They (laughs) they fucking vacuum shop this dude's lungs, man. Yeah. Okay. 
bug facts. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna lay them all out there. Number one, uh, tobacco beetles are a real thing, and people who smoke cigarettes and also cigars hate them because they get fucking everywhere. Number two, okay, they are tiny as shit though. They're like. <laughs> They're like two millimeters. They're tiny, tiny, tiny. Oh, tiny. wow. Yeah. Um, and number three, their larval stage isn't a fucking mealworm. Someone just like, I threw mealworms in a pair of lungs. I knew that was whack. Yeah. I knew it. I think actually the beetles might have been meal beetles because those are a little bit bigger than the ones that like, and they kind of look similar, like they're big and brown, but... Do yeah. mealworms turn into meal beetles? Yeah, there's they turn in well, yeah, because they're like mealworms are just the worms sta- are just like the caterpillar I thought, stage. There's so many children walking past my window right now. Um <laughs> hey, they're, are they, they're are teens. They vaping? There's so many teens right now. No, none of them are vaping, but they are wearing basketball shorts. Um <gasps> cool. It's I a bet teen they activity. Love basketball. <laughs> Probably not. Um <laughs> What was I going to say? Oh, yeah. I thought mealworms were called mealworms because they're meals for lizards. <laughs> That's not no. a joke. No. We call them yummy worms. <laughs> they <They're> yummy. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah? Yum, 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 yum. No. Yum, meal- yum, 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 yum. Yeah. Mealworms turned into meal beetles. Okay, Allison, cool. Look. We talked about this. Kakuna Tug turns into Weedle. <laughs> Wait, Weedle Kakuna turns into Matata. Kakuna, Caterpie turns into the Metapod, metapod and meal, bu- meal, meal worms turn into meal beetles. Okay, I got it down. Okay. <laughs> now- Is the episode over yet? Huh? Episode- <laughs> No. We finished the X-Files episode yet? <laughs> no. I gotta talk about how- Oh, okay. There's a couple things. Number one, okay. oh no, Mulder is infected by bugs because he walked to the, the fourth guy who did not have a placebo but is immune. So now they have to figure out how to cure Mulder because he's really important. Meanwhile, David Duchovny is like, fuck yeah, I'm going to work on my masterpiece, the episode that is going to come up. And that's why he didn't really appear in this episode at all after the second act. <laughs> um, So they have to find the fourth uh tester guy his name was what yeah weaver 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 mr weedle he's the key to all of this so they gotta go find him and he goes into a grocery 7-eleven store and he's like i'm gonna smoke everywhere that i want to and uh, the police are on his trail and skinner finds him somewhere i don't know exactly where they went but he got founded out and Okay, the real X-File in all of this is how the fuck this guy talks with a cigarette just perched. Oh my god. Okay, I really wanted to smoke after seeing that because it was so fucking cool. (laughs) (laughs) He does, he stands there for like two full minutes with a cigarette hanging off his lip and then he starts talking and it doesn't fall out and it's not like it's lodged in the back of his mouth somewhere because you can see the end of it between his lips are his lips just so dry that no it'd be wet his lips are just really wet they they how i've never hey i only have smoked cigarellos and a blunt now and again i've never been able to do that yeah, I think I've only smoked from a pipe. <laughs> you fucking weeb. I fucking hate you. Excuse me? <laughs> You've only smoked from a pipe? Yeah. Like Is a corn cob? Corn cob pipe? Yeah, like, not like a, <laughs> not like a fancy pipe, like a shitty little weed pipe. Oh. Okay, as soon as you said- I mean, I I've only... never done drugs. <laughs> As soon as you said, I only smoke from a pipe. I literally imagined like like a fucking beaver cleaver, like aged like nineteen fifties. <laughs> give me a martini and a fucking my fucking slippers pipe, like Mad Men smoking pipe. jacket, and there's bubbles coming oh, out of it. Yeah, no, it's totally. fucking you're blowing sweet cotton. You know it. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta, hey, you know what? I know you're working with those Popeye vibes. I dig it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Um, so that's <sighs> fucking cool. That was the best part of this episode. I was amazed. Yeah. The second part, cool part of this episode is, um, so, uh, he's like, you won't shoot me, Skinner, and Skinner fucking shoots the glass, and I guess it bursts all over him. Or no, he no, shoots- No, I thought that too. Yeah. But it did, he did, he shot him in the shoulder and the bullet oh. went through and shattered the glass. Oh, you mean policemen's have an option to shoot people non-lethally? Allison? Apparently. What? And then, so he ends up in the hospital and, and Scully intercepts the, the guy who's still alive and he's like, oh, we gotta do some blood work and figure out why he's got no bugs in him. And Scully holds up his two fingers. He's like, wait a minute, this guy fucks. These two fingernails are trimmed. <laughs> He's got fucking huge pointy stiletto fucking nails on the other ones, except for these two ones. And they a little, oh, yeah, they, oh, they're rank. <laughs> oh, those have been inside somebody in the past half hour. <laughs> this guy, oh, fucks. So then Mulder <laughs> just has to finger someone, is that? Yeah, and then he'll be all better. Look, as a semi-professional fingerer, I know that takes years off your life. <laughs> oh, it's so important. It's, it's so important. so, so important. Both, both to do it and to have it done. <sighs> okay, that's the end of the episode. <laughs> so Mulder is saved by fingering. Yeah, okay. yeah. Not nicotine, as the episode would no. have you believe. No. Which doesn't, let me say, doesn't make any fucking no. sense. <laughs> Because three other people died. I don't understand. Because they didn't, they didn't smoke as much as this man smokes. He smokes four packs a day. So, so I guess all the little beetles, the eggs got inside of him and they couldn't hatch because there was too much nicotine in there. I don't know. So are you telling me they pump Mulder full of four packs worth of cigarette, like nicotine? Are you telling? He would I don't know. die. You can't do that. It doesn't, Courtney, it doesn't make any sense. Because it doesn't have to make sense because it's the X-Files and they don't no, care no, if they no, make no, no. sense. That's why I was fingering. Yeah, that's why it was fingering. Okay, let's rate this fucker. Because everyone feels better after that. I know. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I will uh, sleep. Five is I will never sleep again. I give this a one because them teefies with the eat it out face is pretty dope. Mm, interesting, interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means this is a great episode. Never happened. Uh, <laughs> all the way to... Uh, first person shooter. First person shooter. First person shooter. Very bad. Yeah. Um, and I'm going to give this uh, like six because like fucking it barely existed. Yeah, it was just like middle of the road. Like it was... There's... Oh. It had... It had one transphobic comment in it. Yep. Um, and the rest of it was just like brain slime. I would trade, like, I would trade my favorite fucking ice cream sundae for a four. For a four out of like ten. Because I just need something that's below a five at this point. God, yeah, I right? just need something that like is I'll take watchable. A five. I'll take a five. <sighs> yeah. Okay. Um Allison, I've got a personal X file for you. Okay. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We wanna hear about your personal X file. Um, this, the uh, personal X-File, I found because I thought it started out pretty good. Um, and then it just, may I say, goes off the rails in a way that you and I appreciate. Okay. This is from, um, of course, the best news source, the dailystar.co.uk. <laughs> <laughs> It is very important, this news source. It breaks some news. Um, 
Uh, insect apocalypse. Local residents terrified as flying bugs bring town to a standstill. So this is about, this happens in Russia, and it's about just a lot of, lot of midges. Do you know what a midge is? I'm familiar with a okay. midge. It's uh, Moose's girlfriend. Yeah, she fucks too. <laughs> uh, swarms of midges have filled the air and covered any, any open surface in their path in the port city of Te- uh, Taganrog, southern Russia. Video footage shows one man displaying thousands of the tiny creepy crawlers that have flooded the outside area of his home. Another clip reveals a moment a large swarm ambushed open roads, bringing traffic to a complete stop. So, like, insect swarms happen more often than we think. Uh, Like, they were so bad in Canada that they would stop trains in the, Mm -hmm. like, 1930s, 1940s. Um. Because of, like, infrastructure, they don't tend to happen in industrial areas or urban areas, but this is a more rural area, and there are a lot of them. Residents have been unable to leave their homes as a thick layer of dead insects now poses a dangerous driving conditions and slippery surfaces for walking. (laughs) Oh my. Could you imagine? slipping on all these uh, dead bugs. No, maybe if you slid, you would just, like, fall pillow-like into, like, just a bunch of buggies. Yeah, you'd be like the Scrooge McDuck of dead insects. Oh, God. Locals in the town some 40 miles from the Ukrainian border have dubbed the phenomenon an insect apocalypse. But there's more reasonable explanation for the bizarre scene. Um, uh, this type of non-biting midge are breeding heavily in small lakes near the city. Their lifespan is two to five days, so the deceased bodies are piling up, leaving an itch-thick layer of debris. Onlookers have never seen this. You would have to, like, shovel it like snow. Yeah. Um, Yuck. Now, this is... This is when it gets a little buck wild, and I want you to just buckle up and just go on this whiplash of an article for me okay (laughs) okay one woman said it is scary to go in the evening because they fly towards the lights thank god they do not bite you we got used to such insects last year and but they were far fewer now there are swarms of them experts blame the unusually high temperatures in the area for strange activity so global warming of course now here's where we just turn left it is not the first time insects have sparked apocalypse fears, though. Okay. Okay. In May, a plague of mosquitoes killed wide, wild animals and pets, leaving people in Russia's uh, Vornowets region too afraid to leave their homes. According to people living in the area, it was impossible to go outside without being repeatedly eaten alive. Now... As I scroll down in this, um, this news article, I get a video for end time prophecies predict another apocalypse. Oh, previous. So it's just, we're bleeding a little bit of, um, what's to come. Previous locust infestations in Russia spark conspiracy theories that the 10 biblical plagues were occurring around the world. (laughs) The plague are disasters that God supposedly sent down to earth to show the Egyptians that he is the only one true God. They are blood, frogs, bugs, wild animals, pestilence, boils, hail, locusts, darkness, and the death of firstborns. Now, I like how the author of this news article did say, put in the word supposedly to keep it more balanced. Yeah. But, Allison, the end of days might be years off yet. (laughs) Okay, an apocalypse computer predicted in 1973 that the world will end in 2040. Okay. We were, Allison, this is about bugs. This is about bugs, and now it's about an apocalypse computer that I had no idea existed that started working in 1973 and now they're saying that the plagues are going to come in 2040. Yeah, that did take a turn. Um, 
Yep. That and that's the end of the article. Well, great. Now I'm afraid for my life. I well, guess I got 21 good years on this earth left. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We were expecting death by global warming. This is about plagues. Mm-hmm. You are not a firstborn, so you're okay. I, however, have oh, to yeah. start worrying. Oh, yeah. You're fucked. I'm going to review um, the Passover special that the Rugrats put on, and then I'll know everything. Yeah, yeah, I think you just gotta put some blood on your lintel or some shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, that's weird bug news. <laughs> cool. <laughs> love to die. Love to, love to see the world end. Uh, Allison, if you are covered in bugs and you need to calm the fuck down, what podcast do you want to listen to? Oh, a good soothing uh, podcast to debugify yourself to. Uh, I think I'd go with this one. Back in history class, did you ever take a step back from that textbook you were reading and just think to yourself, man, these people are very dumb. Hi, my name is Eric McAdams and I have a podcast for you. It's called Big Time Whoopsies, and every other Wednesday on the Major Cast Network, I tell a guest, and you the listener, a story from history involving massive incompetence. Big Time Whoopsies, people are dumb, and history can prove it. Mm, I love the smooth, central sounds of that podcast. <laughs> uh, you can find that one on the MajorCast Network along with us and a host of other great podcasts. And uh, if you like what we do, you can support us at www.patreon.com slash MajorCasts. I like how you say all three W's. I did say all three W's. Am it- I a chump? Who yeah. knows? <laughs> News at 11. Um. Yeah. And if you guys want to talk to us, because we're we're rounding the fucking handle on this one, like we're we're steering, we're still in towards the end. We got four more episodes left. That is, you can email us at double x files podcast uh, at gmail dot com. That's double spelled mm-hmm. out. Um, and we're on Twitter more frequently now too. Um, yeah, we post some saucy yeah. things. Indeed we do. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, is that it? Oh, wait, no, well, you predictions. Gotta predict. Fuck. Yeah. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. I gotta predict. You actually got a half point, so I think you're at three points. Yeah, and you're at one and a half. And I'm at one and a half. Fuck. I got to get the next couple right. Yeah, you really do. So you really got to get this right. What is at stake? What? What's at stake? What 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 are we what are we betting for? What's at stake? Oh, yeah. I believe uh, if I win, you are going to buy me a uh, Mr. Choco Bear. Yes. Um, which is a very cute bear shaped sort of uh, icy bowl. Yeah. Um, and if you win, what is it that you wanted? Well, a Mr. Choco Bear, but you can eat the ice cream part. <laughs> yes, exactly. So, <laughs> so I wait win a minute. <laughs> I'll buy you something without ice cream and okay, I'll give you a fancy okay. mango bowl. Okay, okay, okay. Okay, give me give me the episode. Okay, season seven, episode nineteen. This is a David Duchovny joint. It is both <sighs> written and directed by the man himself. Wonderful. And the title is Hollywood A D. Okay. Mulder and Scully go to Hollywood. And because uh, because, because I think, isn't there a Supernatural episode called that, too? Um, I don't know. Okay. Um. I don't know if it's called that. Okay. They go to Hollywood, and when they go to Hollywood, uh, uh, there's a, uh, writer who... Okay, I'm just going to steal the episode of Supernatural that I know. A writer okay. has written books that is literally the X-Files. Like, like for whatever reason. <laughs> literally the, the Supernatural episode. Uh, yeah, and they're incredibly popular, and they're literally about Mulder and Scully, but the names are changed around a little bit. 
And the writer is currently trying to sell the books to a big Hollywood movie type and Mulder and Scully have to stop them because all the secrets okay. would be revealed. Oh, yeah. All those juicy secrets. And and they have to figure out how this author knows about them. And it's very spooky. Okay. okay. So what's the point breakdown here? Um, Half point. Half point, like, like, uh, like movies, making a movie, and half point, someone knows about the X Files is like, is like sentient about the X Files and is like writing it down. Okay. Okay. Yeah. 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 Sounds good. That's just the plot of a supernatural <laughs> episode. I know. I'm interested to see if they, uh, if they, uh, ripped it off. Okay. That'd be good. Uh, I want Mr. Choco Bear, so I hope I get all the points. And we have four more episodes left, and then we have two more yep. seasons left. And guess what? We are done by 2020. Chris Carter cannot stop us. Fuck you. <laughs> you cannot touch us, my man. Uh, okay, are we done? We're done. Good. Until next time, the, the truth, truth is out there. Oh, I'm going to turn on the air conditioning. It's so hot. I'm going to eat a bug. Ew. (laughs) I don't know. It's topical. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.